Drive with Julian Clover. Getting you home. Cambridge 105 Radio. The Gadget Guy on Cambridge 105 Radio. It works with you. How come these, these buttons over here, they're electronic and they still stick? How does that work? Oh, you're not you're not very loud, Lawrence. You need to um, either swipe a microphone or yeah, uh, plug and unplug that one. I might swipe there. a microphone. We'll we'll do that then. Well, yes, yes, which is a bit unfortunate well, for the guests, but uh, we'll work that something playing out. up. The guests might have to share. Okay, we'll um, they'll have to get cosy together. Um, evening, Julian. Hello, Lawrence. Gadget Guide time. So this is Gadget Guide number one hundred and eighteen, and we're going to chat to Pseudo Immerse about their hackathon this past weekend. Um, but first of all, our usual bit of tech news. Uh, not a lot this uh, week, apart from it's Black Friday, which of course means there's bargains and websites crashing. I had, I had a very unsuccessful shopping trip earlier, so I had my doubts really. And, of course, we've got Cyber Monday to look forward to because, you know, you can't have enough online sales, so the online market gets mad and goes for Cyber Monday But is well. it not called Cyber Monday because that is when the most uh, sales come as opposed to uh, what Black Friday is trying to achieve? And that's almost, in a roundabout way, trying to split the sales and bring forward the purchases. Black Friday was traditionally retail and still is in the US. I mean, there was already a shopping mall closed down this morning in the US because it opened and masses and shootings and because of large screen TVs being on sale. That's America. Um, we seem to be a little bit more civilised when it comes to that here, but we do a lot of stuff online. So Friday, yeah, it starts with sales. Most of the big retailers started their sales earlier than Friday, so the likes of Amazon started theirs a week ago. Um, several other websites have been saying, don't rush on Friday, here's our, our discount codes on Wednesday or Thursday, because they don't want their web servers to crash sensibly so yeah we've got that uh before we got get onto a little bit of advice around shopping on black friday because you probably want to do a bit this evening uh and possibly cyber monday uh intel announced a bug in uh their cpus so this is actually in the computer core in your laptop or your desktop on the business side in servers the actual processor itself has firmware and they've had some bugs found in those and these, unfortunately, can lead to computers being hacked remotely. Um, so that's if... Uh, so it's a, it's a predominantly a business issue, but if you have, say, your uh, PC connected to an office through a server remotely or actually in physically in the office, is that likely to be a problem for you too? Unfortunately, it's worse than that. So they've actually found the vulnerabilities in, in several bits of the um, system. So it's the management engine the trusted execution engine, and the server platform services. So server platform services, obviously, that's business servers and so on. But the management engine and the trusted execution engine are in generally laptops and desktops these days. So it's stuff that allows your machine to do uh, cryptography, to encrypt your bank transactions and those sort of things. And if that's vulnerable, it's a little bit of a problem. So they announced this on Monday and have got patches sorted out. A lot of the manufacturers of your PCs, so your Dells, your HPs, your Lenovo's and so on, are getting patches ready for those machines. So check for updates from your vendor. Check if they've got updates to the BIOS, that's what you want to be looking for, and firmware updates for your systems. And this affects CPUs in Intel 6th, 7th and 8th generation processors. So pretty much anything shipped since 2015. That's a lot of, uh, of computers. Uh, yes. So, yeah, that's the one to worry about. Um, on to the Black Friday and Cyber Monday top tips to think about. So don't think every deal is the best deal. 
obviously. Um, there are websites that will help you track things. So Amazon, of course, the big one saying, you know, these things are on offer and these things are on special and here's the best price ever. So there's a couple of websites. There's things like camelcamelcamel.com who track Amazon and you can go and check what the price of an item has been over the last period of time and see if it is truly on sale. And there are other ways of doing that. Basically, just do a bit of searching around and have a look at what prices are. It might be on sale on one vendor's website. You might find it better elsewhere. So use your search engine of choice. Do your research before you buy. Um, the other thing to do is don't forget that there's a delivery cost. Some retailers have been caught being a bit sneaky and increasing their delivery cost, even if it's only about a couple of quid. That's for this weekend. That's yep. very mean. Yep. Um, basically so that they can lay on extra staff and cope with the deliveries that they're going to expect is what they're justifying it as. But, yeah, it's a bit cheeky. Obviously, if you've got the likes of Amazon and you haven't got Amazon Prime, they've got offers on getting uh, free trials of Amazon Prime so you get free delivery, all those sort of things to get you engaged with them as a, a supplier. And then don't forget that you still have rights. Even if you've bought something online in Black Friday sales, you still have distant selling protection rights. You can still send it back if it's wrong, wrong size, faulty, or you have a problem with it, or you just don't want it. So don't forget that you can actually send things back in that first 30 days, and you still have an automatic right of a refund uh, or in exchange, or have it repaired after six months. And then it drops into normally the manufacturer's warranty, okay. whatever that tends so to be. So no, normal rules apply, basically, exactly. the same as in any other sale or, I guess, any retail transaction generally. No special conditions around Black Friday. Um, obviously, you've got to worry about websites crashing, so if you're trying to go somewhere and find that ultimate deal, you know, think about when you're going to shop. Now, the, the rushes, I think, have passed this morning, but there's normally an evening rush as well as people get home from work and, and carry on that way. And, of course, there's, there's sales carrying on throughout the weekend so a lot of the high street retailers who've got these sort of sales on are running through the weekend sometimes just go to the shops it's in there was one item i did have my eye on it's um, not particularly exciting it's a tv stand uh, actually a stand to put on a, a black friday purchase from a couple of years ago um and this particular retailer had already started uh the reduction but i kind of held off my my purchase just in case they made even more of a reduction on the thing today you see <laughs> and i don't know i haven't looked yet right um so after the break we will come back and chat to the guys about the hackathon so we'll chat to uh anna and to dan and they will tell us all about what they've been up to this past weekend part two the gadget guide and today we are joined by a couple of guests we're joined by anna and dan who can tell us a little bit about this past weekend's hackathon pseudo immerse which was latest in a series of alia serious impact challenge weekends run by alia and supported by in cambridge real vnc nice cambridge company as well as cambridge applied research uh, azuba collivision and give vision so uh, let's find out a little bit from anna first of all what is a hackathon um, right, so, oh good, the mic works. Um, so a hackathon in the context of what we, we did this weekend is a chance to bring together people to use a new technology to work on an idea to come up with solutions um, in a really short period of time um, by working together um, to have people from different perspectives, different backgrounds, and usually use a new piece of technology to find a way of, of better solving a problem that the world faces. So Cambridge has certainly had quite a few hackathons. There's been hackathons at the Cambridge Junction regularly uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, what's special about this one? So this one we gave the opportunity to participants to use some really cool uh, mixed and virtual reality hardware so that's a mix of all sorts of different cutting edge tech that's quite expensive still uh, but 
has great so is promise. So things like Microsoft's HoloLens? Yeah, so we've got that. I wasn't sure if I was allowed to name drop, but we've got uh, the HoloLens. Name drop as much as you want. Um, we had, so we had, in fact, a fantastic range of different gear. We had a few HoloLenses. We had the HTC Vives. We had Oculus Rifts. Every participant was given a Google Cardboard. Um, and we also had some of the older um VR equipment. So we had an original Google Glass, which was really fun to wow, see the okay, difference cool. between where where <laughs> VR has come mm-hmm. um, in the in the last five ten years um, of kind of it, its genesis. So we were kind of different because we gave the opportunity for people to really use this ha- hardware, but hands on. So teams were given the opportunity to actually develop their products and then use the hardware itself to test out what it was that they that they had come up with. So were they given some guidelines on things they should look at? doing with the hardware or any sort of major objectives? Yeah, so we had some speakers at the beginning of the weekend from Give Vision and Azuba, who you mentioned just now, um, who were speaking about the challenge areas that we were focusing on. So this hackathon was for impact, serious impact is where we were looking at. So um, healthcare and transport and infrastructure were the two main focuses of the event. So Give Vision spoke to us about how VR can be used for those who have sight impairment. Um, and Azuba were talking about how they use VR for planning interiors of buildings in, in design and construction. So the teams were kind of focused on those two areas, uh, uh, sectors of the economy. And then mm-hmm. there, there on, we gave um, workshops in different software platforms that people could develop in to give those who maybe hadn't used the tech before or never seen it before an opportunity to learn and also a, a top up for those who have a little bit more experience. So everyone is on kind of a very similar playing field before they get going for the weekend. Okay, And two major areas of inspiration being the construction and interior of buildings, as well as looking at healthcare, but specifically looking at vision. Yes. So you wouldn't think that really a virtual reality which is all about looking at things would be something suitable for looking at a vision problem um i mean i i have to say i beg to differ so we actually had some fantastic ideas come out of the weekend to do with vision and how vr can be used to better diagnose those who have vision impairment and better treat uh those what i say treat to better make accessible things to those who have visual impairment um just through the use of something as simple as a Google Cardboard. Mm -hmm. So with us today, we have Dan, who was in the um, winning team, who were called Seeing Sight, who came up with a fantastic idea of using a Google Cardboard headset to... to help those who have macular degeneration. So maybe a pass over to him. Let's say hello to Dan. Yeah. Hello. And Dan can tell us a little bit about what your team came up with. Uh, Yeah, okay, so... It's weird to hear my voice through the headset. Um, yeah, so um, a bunch of us got together. We were the only people who showed up who didn't have a team um, going in. We just showed up wanting to hack on stuff, <laughs> and we just sort of fell together. Got lumped together. Yeah, and uh, um, after about 10 minutes of conversation, we all agreed that we were really inspired by the talk um, given by Giving Giving Sight. Was that what the name of the group? Seeing Sight. See, no, no, that's our group. Well, oh, Give Vision. Give Vision, yes, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, uh, this woman gave this um, excellent presentation explaining um, some of the problems that they're having, and a lot of the people in the group either had family members or knew other people who had a problem with macular degeneration. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was a... An, an so quickly, macular de- degeneration is when you lose central vision? Yeah, okay, so it, it's really interesting actually. Um, your Every person knows or every person has a uh, blind spot in their eye. Um, in elementary school you might have had one, that, one of those um, experiments where they show you how you can't see a dot if you um, close one eye and you you know hide various parts mm-hmm. of the view, field of view. Um, 
what macular degeneration is, is the connection of the optic nerve to the uh, retina um, degrades in such a way that the amount of light that you're capturing at the back of your eye um, reduces to the point where you end up with basically a hole in your vision. You close one eye and there's just parts of the world that you just don't see until you tilt your head in a particular direction. Mm-hmm. Um, the annoying part is that your brain is really good at compensating for this. Right. So um, after a while, your brain just says, oh, okay, what's okay, I'll, I'll assume I know what's there or the other eye will compensate for the, the uh, malady. And the problem is, is that a few years go by to the point where you're, you're practically blind in that eye and your brain can't compensate anymore. And you go to the doctor to find out what's wrong with you. And they find out that you should have um, seek treatment like four years ago when this started. So um, this, this tool that we built is designed to help people diagnose whether or not they have this malady um, early. Okay. Um, and uh, then once we can diagnose it, we can map it and then um, use that map with the Google Cardboard to plug into your phone, to then use the camera on the phone, to then create um, a a field of view that compensates for that hole in your vision and warps the image around that hole. So it gives you a better understanding of what you're seeing, even um, even compensating for the hole that you would normally not even notice is there. Right. So how would these sort of problems be diagnosed before you came up with this uh, system with Google Glass, uh, Google Cardboard. Yeah, and there's a there's a very expensive process. Basically, you you wait those four years until you realize that something's wrong, and you go to your doctor, and your doctor refers you to someone who has one of these expensive machines, and you sit in the machine, and it scans you, and it does more or less what our thing does, probably better because it's a super expensive machine. Um, and then at that point, they hand you a, a white cane, and um, they say, okay, well, this is something you're gonna have to deal with, and eventually it will get worse, and they try to treat it. Um, but you know, so you've, you've come up with a solution that you can use a fairly standard smartphone, Google Cardboard, which costs next to nothing. Five bucks. And it's going to enable early diagnosis of this condition. Yeah. If it's diagnosed early, better treatment options? Um, my understanding is yes. The person who did all the research, unfortunately, is not here. <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, that's, that's my understanding. So this should then allow earlier access to communities where they can't get access to those sort of bits of equipment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Anna's got something to say. I was going to say that, um, so the team who got a special accommodation and came in second came up with a reasonably similar idea about diagnosing uh, visual impairment and, and sight problems early uh, in remote communities. So it was a Brazilian guy called Luis who um, wanted to be able to bring this kind of technology to those who don't ha- usually have access to these expensive machines we mentioned. So it's a way of kind of pre-screening a population as well. Uh, so by having a look through these Google glasses, Google type, Google Cardboard, you can get to a point where you can see and diagnose um, early stage problems before taking someone in to have that appointment in the big city. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really makes it kind of accessible. Prioritise their treatment exactly. based on how they're situation is yes so dan quickly uh how does the how's the technology work quickly how does the app work itself um it's it's your standard web app um you can go to you open your phone you go to a particular url and it loads with a little bit of html and javascript and suddenly um the app is running we've got two components one that does the test and one that does the image warping so if people want to find out more about your app where can they go to find out about you follow you on twitter or something I see. Actually, yeah, I'll let Anna answer that one. So um, you can find us on pseudochallenge.com. That's S-U-D-O challenge.com. And we have all the outcomes uh, all up on there, as well as a link to some photos from the event uh, to give you an idea of, of what we got up to. 
Excellent, and hopefully pictures of Dan getting his prize at some <laughs> yeah, point exactly. as well. Uh, when's the next hackathon that you're going to be organising? So the next one is going to be in late March. Um, we're going to be focusing on agritech, which is technology to do with all sorts of agriculture and farming, um, and will be taking place in Cambridge hopefully using some drones. So keep an right, eye out on the right. same website um, where we'll be announcing the event as well as following us on Facebook and Twitter. Everything's on Pseudo Challenge. Um, so it'd be great to see some more followers on there. Fantastic. Pseudochallenge.com and also Pseudo Challenge on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And Facebook. Uh, excellent. Thanks for coming in, Anna and Dan. And uh, congratulations. Great.